What's up, everybody? You're on Money Moves, and I'm Michael Munsterman. Today's episode, Robbing My Joy. A little bit different episode here. So one of the things that I do every single day, at least every day that I go to the dealership, I've got about a 20 minute drive back to my house. But I never want to record the podcast during this time because I want to stay focused on the road. I don't want to be distracted. I want to be able to be in the moment sharing with you whatever it is that has triggered me or whatever I'm thinking about, whatever I'm focused on, whatever I'm scaling, whatever that conversation might be, I want to be all in and give you my best. But I just got off the phone with a friend of mine and he said something and I thought, wow, like I do not want to lose this thought. So I apologize if there's a little bit of extra wind noise or if you can hear the engine in the background or anything that would cause this to not be as enjoyable as it normally is. But I just felt like it was important that I take a minute and drop this message to you. So I talk about robbing my joy. He didn't say that. Um, For those of you that don't know, my wife's name is Joy. And so um, I associate joy with happiness. And his exact words were blank robs you of your happiness. He said, there's this thing that when you do it, it absolutely plants the seed of robbing you of happiness. And I agree with what he said, but I also think that you can put a different twist on it. So here's what he said. He said, comparing yourself to other people robs you of happiness. And that's super powerful. I think if you can look at an area of your life that you're unhappy, you would probably find that somewhere inside of that, you're comparing yourself to someone else. And I thought about it. I thought, you know, what if, what if I didn't know what anybody else's body looked like? What if I didn't know what anyone else's home looked like? What if I didn't know the way other people dressed, the way other people combed their hair, the way other people expected you to present yourself when you went out, what, what would my life be like? What if I didn't know what anybody else's car was like? What if I didn't know how anyone else's kids behaved? What if I didn't know what another marriage looked like? How would that affect the whole of my parts? Like what, what, how would that affect the way that I operate? You know, if I rolled out of bed and I walked into the kitchen and I didn't have any clue what anybody else looked like physically. I didn't know, like, I, I, I was just shut off to that or at least shut off to being able to view and focus on that. How would it differ the way that I operate? I would walk into the kitchen. Would I get cereal? Would I get eggs? A lot of time, a lot of times I'm driven not by what I want to eat, but by how I fuel my body for goals that I have. And I'm trying to just be very real and ask myself right now with you guys on here listening, is that driven because of a want that I have for myself personally, or is that because of the perspective and the persona that I want to create? Is that me measuring against everybody else in the world? Or is that me just saying, no, this is what I want for me. 
And I think there's a core truth there that in some aspects, one of the most powerful moments in my life was when I realized that I just love me for me. Looking in the mirror and saying, I give you permission to be exactly who you are, but I challenge you to be the best version of yourself. And what does that look like? This isn't permission to like eat whatever you want and go nuts and drink whatever you want and and destroy your body because who cares what anybody else thinks? Like that's not it. You still have a responsibility and you recognize that being healthy has advantages, longer life, better example for the people who look up to you. So many things are positive about taking care of who you are, but flip that coin. What do you drive? Why is it so important what you drive that you would put yourself in a financial pickle to drive something that's outside of your means? I have customers all the time that that I'm chatting with and they're buying cars that are more expensive than the ones that I keep in my driveway. Could I go buy a $100,000 whatever? Absolutely I could. I 100% could get financed on any car that is for sale. Any car that's for sale right now today at a dealership in in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area, I could roll into their lot and buy their car. It doesn't mean that I should, but even every once in a while, I'll see some of my peers, guys that I know, guys that I'm close friends with, guys that I'm associated with that are super powerhouses. One of my buddies uh, this last year went and bought a Lambo. And I looked at the Lambo and I'm like, ah, maybe Michael wants a Lambo. Another buddy of mine just like bought a Tesla X. I watched some videos of how he's, you know, what he's doing with it. And, and just, it's a really cool, amazing car. Another one of my friends, um, let me drive his Tesla for a couple days just because I was, I was literally, I was on the fence. And then I thought, wait, why do I want a Tesla? I don't drive obnoxiously far. I don't think I'm making a huge carbon footprint. Like I'm I'm not driving, like I, I do drive a Range Rover, but it's a 2011 and it's under 20 grand. It's got like 85,000 miles on it or 86. So if somebody walks onto my lot tomorrow and wants to buy it, it's sold. And then I'll move into something else that we have in the dealership. But like, why would I be tempted? Why is anybody tempted? Some people like buying, buying a Lambo, buying a Tesla, it's nothing. It's, it's, it's a drop in the bucket and they've earned it because they've added so much value to the marketplace. But I could literally climb into this car that I'm in And I could be sad. I could let myself go to this place, this unhealthy place where I'm thinking, well, they have that. Man, that's so cool. I want that. Oh, why don't I have that? I wish I could have that. All I'm doing, every single one of those statements is robbing myself of my happiness. We left an amazing home when we left our small town in North Central Missouri that we had built every single stick we had planned, every single outlet, every single switch. Like, Every, there was music that played in, in the house was zoned and, and an in-ground pool in the backyard and this, it was on 20 acres and it was every, it was on this crazy hill we could see for miles. We watched every sunrise and it was like a, a painting directly from God. And then when the sun set at night, it was equally as beautiful. The theater room was perfect. The workout, like the gym was, was what we wanted. The, the, like it was amazing and we left it and we moved into a house that somebody else built. And every once in a while, I'll take this a moment and I'll, I'll, I'll catch myself and I'll, I'll mentally reprimand myself because I'm, I'm thinking about something that's not mine anymore. I'm comparing myself to people that I know, the people that I know that are living in the house that I built and comparing it to the house that I have now. Then I'll make statements sometimes like, man, 
I really miss XYZ about the old house. But how does that serve me? And I'm talking with you about me because this is real. Like this is when he said, it, I'm like, ah, oh, lights on. This is something that everybody deals with on some level. And if you say you don't, you're lying. Social media almost demands that you look at somebody else's life and say, I wish. Now there are a select few and you might be listening to this that, that truly have absolutely everything that you want and there's zero room for improvement and you don't need it, you're not worried about it, you have the best of everything, congratulations, you are the one-tenth of one percent of the top three percenters. One of my best buddies out in, on, in the East Coast, like he went and bought a plane. A really nice plane. It's super fast. He's a pilot. He does his thing. He he's in the oil and gas industry, and and I hear this guy and and he went not very long ago and went to a jet manufacturer and 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 toured their plant and and one of the sales guys w- was trying to sell him a new jet and I'm like, dude, you just got your plane. He's like, I know, but I I a buddy of mine's got a jet and he gets around so much quicker than me and and I get it. You've got the ability to buy it, but. What if you didn't know what it was like to be on the jet compared to the plane that you just got? What if you didn't know that there was a difference between your hangar and the other guy's hangar? What if you didn't know that there was a difference between the house you have now, the house that keeps you warm, the house that keeps you safe, the house that, that keeps your, your loved one safe and keeps you protected? What if you didn't know that there was a better version of that? Would you be happy in, the, in what you have? Would you appreciate it? Would you, would you do a better job of keeping it up? Would you take more pride in the things that you have? Would you, would you love the people in your life harder? Would you be more appreciative of what your spouse does instead of comparing what they don't do based on what you see or hear from somebody else or the fake ass version that you see inside of social media? How would your faith be affected? If you just were, were that one person and all you knew was one God and that's all you heard and that's all that you saw and that's all that the people spoke in your life, how would your life be different in this I only see what is mine conversation? There's not some hard hitting, here's what you, action steps I want you to take tomorrow. This is just reflect. Take a minute and ask yourself, where am I letting the comparison of myself to others rob me of my joy? Rob me of my happiness. I think if you'll if you'll look, there's an area that you can that you can put a wall up and stop that. There's something you can do so that you can operate in a place of appreciation. Because even inside of this conversation of scale, which is the umbrella of money, money moves, inside of this conversation of growth, that doesn't happen from a negativity-based heart. You have to live and reside in a place of appreciation and gratitude. And, and jealousy just doesn't mix with those emotions at all. The quickest way you can get out of a jealous or negative downtrodden mood is to just simply appreciate. To recognize what you've been gifted and given and earned and to be thankful for that. Well, Michael, I'm going through, you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I have. You have lungs and you have air in those lungs. You have a heart. Put your hand on your chest right now. Take a deep breath and then just be silent and feel that heartbeat and tell me you don't have a gift. Go to your spouse or to your children and look at them and tell me you don't have a gift. 
you don't have something that you can be thankful and happy for. Your parents who gave you life. The person who you pick up the phone and call when everything is going to absolute crap and you don't know what to do next. That person who answers when you call, you have something to be thankful for. Stop comparing yourself to others and be thankful for what you have and where you are. Every day is its own day and when it's over, it's over. And so you get to pick what kind of a place you rest in. You get to pick and decide how you operate. Are you negative and down because the world beat you up? Or are you thankful that you got to experience this life to begin with? Do some self-inspecting and see if there's an area that you could live a more joyous version of your life. Savvy?